The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans. Here's your local racing authority, Sam Chapman, with this week's Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans, and this is the Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio, and I'm your host, Sam, here to recap a busy weekend of racing with Formula One in Sochi, Russia, and the NASCAR Xfinity and Spring Cup Series were in Talladega for two crazy days of super speedway racing. Formula One would get things rolling in Sochi, Russia with the Grand Prix of Russia. Mercedes and Nico Rosberg would keep up their impeccable form, but Lewis Hamilton would suffer another power unit problem again in qualifying and be forced to start in the middle of the pack. Rosberg would lead the field off the line and into turn one, but Daniel Kvyat would have issues heading into the first turn. For the second race in a row, he would get into the Ferrari, piloted by Sebastian Vettel. He would make contact again, heading into turn two, that would cut down Vettel's tire, sending him into the wall, ending his Grand Prix early. Kvyat would also get into his teammate Daniel Ricciardo on the opening lap, effectively ruining his race as well. While all of this was going on, Rosberg would be pacing the field. He would hold on to the lead for the entire Grand Prix, cruising to his seventh straight win. Teammate Lewis Hamilton would come home in second, and Kimi Raikkonen, the flying Finn, would take the third and final podium position. The NASCAR Xfinity Series would be in Talladega for the Sparks Energy 300 and a crazy day of super speedway racing. Coming out of turn four on the final lap, it would be Elliott Sadler and Joey Logano leading and breaking away from the pack. Sadler would try to get around Logano on the high side, but Logano would throw a block. As Sadler moved low, the two would get together, coming through the triangle, sending both cars around. Logano would hit the outside wall hard, collecting several cars in the process, as Sadler would go spinning into the infield. Most of the field would clear those cars and battle back to the line with Brandon Poole crossing the start-finish line in first, believing he got his first NASCAR Xfinity Series victory. NASCAR would review the finish, and after they looked at the tapes, Elliott Sadler would be declared the winner at the time of the accident, and even though he wasn't able to maintain pace with the field, NASCAR would award Elliott Sadler the win in the Sparks Energy 300. This would be Sadler's first win with JR Motorsports and first of 2016. Here's what Elliot Sadler had to say following the race. Yeah, it's a uh, holy cow, so many emotions and stories and things going through my head right now. So many different uh, reasons why we wanted to win the race today. But these are the biggest two right here beside me, and this is why I wanted to bring them. It's, uh, you know, they don't get to come to a lot of races, and um, they definitely hadn't been to Victory Lane yet with Daddy. Uh, Wyatt was with me at Pocono on a one in the truck a long time ago, but he was only a couple months old. So to see my kids in Victory Lane with me and my wife was um, very special, very emotional, and uh, some I'll never forget. The NASCAR Spring Cup Series would also be in Talladega for the running of the Geico 500. Rookie Chase Elliott would lead the field down to the drop of the green flag next to Austin Dillon in the three. Rain would be in the area and threatening to hit the speedway at about the halfway mark of the race. NASCAR got things rolling a little sooner than planned so we could get as much racing in as possible. Since we were racing the rain, the intensity picked up and produced one of the best races at Talladega in years. Pack racing was back in a big way with the entire field running two, three, and four wide over ten rows deep throughout the field. Dale Earnhardt Jr. would bring out the first yellow flag of the afternoon. He would get loose coming out of turn two and go for a spin, collecting teammate Casey Kane and Matt DiBendetto, ending their shots at a win just 51 laps into Sunday's race. I talked about the big one in the Sound of Speed pre-race show, and Sunday, we had four. 
The first would be kicked off on lap 97 when Austin Dillon would get squeezed into David Gilliland in the 38, slowing both those cars as Dillon smacked the outside wall. As drivers were checking up to avoid the incident, Johnson would get turned by Joey Logano, Ryan Newman would turn the 46 of Michael Annette into the 34 of Chris Busher, setting Busher sharply to the right and pitching the 34 car onto the side as he would barrel roll down the backstretch. Fortunately, Busher would land on all four wheels and be able to exit the car under his own power. Lap 162, we would see the biggest crash of the weekend when Kurt Busch would get into Jimmy Johnson on the front stretch. Busch would hit Johnson's bumper at just the wrong angle, sending Johnson across the track in front of the pack, collecting over half of the field. When all the dust settled, 21 cars would be involved in the incident, including contenders like Martin Truex Jr., Jamie McMurray, Danica Patrick, Austin Dillon, Denny Hamlin, Greg Biffle, and many others. Again, fortunately, all the safety equipment would do its job, and all the drivers walked away under their own power. On lap 182, a wreck involving 12 drivers would be set off when Michael McDowell would get into the back of Danica Patrick, much like Kurt Busch did to Johnson, sending Patrick around as McDowell went up the track into the 43 of Eric Almarola and hardened to the wall. When Danica was shot across the track by McDowell, she would hit the 20 car of Matt Kenseth hard, breaking the right front suspension and shoving it under the car. This would allow the air to get under the car, reducing the effectiveness of the roof flaps, and Kenseth's number 20 Toyota would flip into the air and slam the inside barrier on his roof. He would slide for a few hundred feet before rolling back onto his wheels, and Danica would smack the inside wall hard in what would be described as the hardest hit of her career. Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, Clint Boyer, Ryan Blaney, and many others would sustain damage from this incident. This would set up the final run of the race with just three laps remaining. Brad Keselowski, who had the field locked down for most of the day, would lead the field down for the final green flag of the afternoon. Keselowski was able to keep the field at bay as they were coming into the trial for the final time as Landon Castle would get into the 98 of Cole Witt. This would send Witt into Kevin Harvick's number four car, and Harvick would shoot across the track, collecting Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and AJ Allmendinger as Harvick plowed into the outside wall, sending his number four car onto its side. This incident would see seven cars involved as the field came to the checkered flag. Brad Keselowski would cruise to the win. Kyle Busch would come home in second. Austin Dillon would bring his three-car home in third after he was involved in most of the incidents throughout the afternoon, and his front bumper was more taped than sheet metal. Jamie Mack would finish in fourth, and Chase Elliott, in one of the few cars with no damage, would round out the top five. This race saw a total of about 35 cars involved in some sort of incident or having some form of damage by the end of the race. Brad Keselowski was able to keep away from it all and keep his Miller Lite for fusion spotless and come home with the win here's what keselowski had to say after a wild talladega yeah well what can you say talladega has been good to me and it's uh, it's great to be back on this podium uh as a race winner i'm very very proud and, and thrilled for a day today you never know what you're gonna get here talladega has always been that way uh but it's been very good to me and uh, i'm you know like i said thankful uh for that uh crazy day <laughs> somehow we managed to stay ahead of or out of all the chaos a couple of people have asked me about it. I didn't see it, thankfully, because I was in front of it. Uh, but, um, you know, that's uh, that's how Talladega goes. You know, sometimes we run here and everybody kind of lines up against the wall. And sometimes we come here and it's crazy side by side, wreck them up, flip them. Um, and, and I think that's part of the uh, allure to coming here is that you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, and as a racer and a, a driver, you got to be prepared for either way and take advantage of the situation. And we were able to do that today with – Really, just uh, an all-around solid day. There wasn't anything flashy about today for us. We had good speed. Uh, our execution was really strong on pit road. Uh, and, of course, uh, we caught just a couple of breaks there with getting the right pushes at the right time uh, when we were side-by-side side for the lead. And all that added up to uh, the victory that we got today. 
points as NASCAR heads to Kansas for the Hollywood Casino 400. Kevin Harvick leads Kyle Busch, Carl Edwards, Jimmy Johnson, and Joey Logano rounds out the top five in the NASCAR Spring Cup Series point standings. Kyle Busch came home in second after being involved in the incident on lap 162. Here's what he had to say post-race. Uh, it was uh, all right, I guess. You know, we had some decent speed and um, had a decent car, so just uh, lucky, I guess, to come home with a top five finish and be in second. So, you know, our Skittles Camry was was fast, but, um, you know, just wasn't in the right time at the right places some of those times. Um, and then, you know, Brad being out front and not having a whole lot of formation behind me never really got my got myself a, enough momentum in order to get up to him or at least to try to make a move on him. He was just so far out protecting his lane that uh, race was race was pretty much his. So um, that's about it. Join me Saturday as I get you set up for the Hollywood Casino 400 from the Kansas Motor Speedway for some fast speedway racing under the lights. Until then, you can head on over to the Sound of Speed's Facebook and Twitter pages to keep in touch and up to speed with all sorts of motorsports news throughout the week. Before I go, I'd like to thank Beach Booster Radio. Without them, the sound of speed wouldn't be possible. Head on over to beachboosterradio.ca to listen to some great music, shows, and keep in touch with everything with Saga Beach. Hit the podcast tab at the top of the page, and you can find the latest edition of the sound of speed and all the other great shows Beach Booster Radio has to offer. Be sure to check out the blog, and you can find the digital version of the Beach Booster publication, which is always great to read. You can also download the Beach Booster Radio app from the Google Play and Apple App Store for free and take Beach Booster Radio with you everywhere you go. That's about it for today. Don't forget to join Join me Saturday evening to get set up for the Hollywood Casino 400 from the Kansas Motor Speedway. Until then, thanks for listening and have a great night, race fans. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio, written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.